0: The Blast from Our Past Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam.
2: And I'm Matt
1: Mitchell. Hello, Mr.
3: Mitchell. How's it going? Hello, Mr. Mitchell. So we have got a awesome guest with us today. It is Matt Mitchell of the It's a Southern Thing YouTube channel. He is unfortunately from Alabama, but we will give him a pass on that.
2: <laughs> mm, <I laughs> didn't know there would be Alabama slander today. I I,
3: John and I are from Georgia, so you have to slam the bam uh, when you live in Georgia and are from Georgia. Can we like, not
2: just make fun of Mississippi? Like, can we just, Yeah, oh, you know what, like, true. together? <laughs> They're just right there. They're right for the picking.
1: Our uncle did teach at Auburn for a long time, so that we do have a slight yeah.
3: connection to Alabama. True, true, true. He was a baseball coach there, and, and taught during the years of uh, Bo Jackson and Frank Thomas. So that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, but I don't know. You're a you're a Bama man, not an Auburn man, right? Or otherwise?
2: I uh, I am actually uh, a Florida fan.
3: Um, oh, even worse! <laughs> Sean um, and I, we both went to the University of Georgia. That is, You could have said the one thing that's worse. I, know. I
2: just grew up before Florida, because my, my house was divided between Alabama and Auburn, and I grew up oh, okay. watching, like, 90s Florida, which was, like, Steve Spurrier, Danny Werfel, like, funny yeah. gun, so. Um, but I, I, I watch a lot of Alabama football. You can't avoid it. Um, <laughs> true, but, um, that's
1: true. Yeah, all right.
3: Well, uh, what I wanted to mention, and I know a lot of fans of our show uh, know that I am... A whiskey nerd and how I found it's a southern thing is I was on YouTube and I was looking up different uh, ratings and other stuff of different whiskeys and your episode of the bless your rank series of ranking bourbons popped up and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I laughed my ass off and I started watching, you know, all the other stuff that you ended up ranking and things like that. And so I just had a hell of a time. So uh, would you mind just let everybody know about uh, you? Well, one, it's a southern thing you guys do sketch comedy as well. Um, and then you do a lot of ranking stuff. And we're excited that we've got you for a ranking thing today as well.
2: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a southern thing we've been around for um, four years. We just had our, our fourth birthday back in uh, August uh but yeah we we do a little bit of everything uh our bread and butter sketch comedy we have a sketch comedy series called so true y'all um and we've had over like 110 120 uh sketches um and they're a really small team of us there's like four or five of us that work on that uh we do have some unscripted shows like bless your rank that um that i do uh and we've probably had about uh 25 or 30 of those episodes now where i just sit down and rank you try and rank different food or drinks the bourbon one that's what hooked you that was probably it's been the most fun episode that that we've made um it was just a nightmare afterwards um yeah but <laughs> yeah you, you could tell you got a little toasty by the oh, end. oh yeah i tried to go back and figure up exactly how much i had and i think it ended up being around somewhere between 14 to 16 ounces Holy of bourbon. Yeah, so uh, and people are like i bet you felt pretty bad the next day uh we shot that at noon so I felt <laughs> bad that night. I was hungover at like eight o'clock that night. Uh, that was rough, but it was a really fun episode. It was great to do it. And then have all these like bourbon aficionados watch it and say, actually, this is pretty solid ranking. Like you pretty much <laughs> yeah. nailed uh, how we would have done it. So that felt now I felt official. So, but that's a lot of fun. You can find us YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. We're everywhere. Just search it. The Southern thing. All
1: right. Well, you are here to join us for our top 10 90s sitcom theme songs episode. Uh, this one's a long time coming. We've been kind of crawling up towards the 90s. We've done all of our 80s theme songs. We've started our 90s theme songs, and now we're on to our sitcom theme songs. And gentlemen, I got to tell you, I did actually have a, a little bit of a difficult time with this one because mostly I didn't remember these theme songs as much as I remembered the ones from the 80s.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, we were talking a little bit before this, but yeah, like so many theme songs that we associate with the '90s, honestly, started in the late '80s, and we're like, oh crap, that eliminated
2: a bunch of great ones from my list. Yeah, this this was tough. Uh, I was definitely cursing your names as I was trying to put this list <laughs> together because so many were like, I did not realize like the quintessential like '90s sitcoms that you think of all started in '88 or '89. It seemed like, mm-hmm. um but I've got a pretty good list here. Like my my thing was if if instantly if you name that show if I can if I can remember lyrics or hum it that's a memorable mm-hmm. 90s theme song cuz I probably haven't seen I know I haven't seen some of these shows in years but that theme yeah. song it's an it's an earworm it's stuck in there forever.
3: Yeah, that was huge for me as well. All right. Well, uh, Adam, unless
1: you have anything else you want to add, I'm ready to jump into this list. Now, let's do it. All right. So, Adam, Why don't you start us off with your number 10?
3: So, my number 10 is actually from a kids' sitcom, and it's one that a lot of people, I do think, can sing along together, uh, because the kids sing it in the opener, and I'm talking Salute Your Shorts.
0: you in our hearts And when we think about you It I makes me want to part, part. <laughs> It's I hope we never part Now get it right or pay the price Now
4: we will share a lifetime Of the fondest memories By
0: the lake of Ottawa, water, Sat in the old pine trees Camp on it's hold you in our hearts But when we think about
1: the thing came apart. We gotta wanna,
3: wanna gotta wanna, wanna live, wanna, 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 Uh, didn't make my list. Okay, <laughs> now, when it comes to quality, it may not be the highest quality theme song out there, but I feel like for our generation of people, you start singing it in a group, somebody's gonna keep, you know,
2: joining in with you on that one. Yeah, that is, uh, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. That's my number 10 as well. That's what I have written down oh, here wow. for number 10. And I kind of feel like it should, been, I probably could have hired, because I know a lot of the lyrics of that one, and I can't tell you the last time I saw that show. I don't even know how I could acquire that show, now if I wanted to see it. I think I'd have to drive to the, the abandoned Nickelodeon Studios hotel in, in, in Florida. but uh, Find an old VHS tucked in a corner. Yes, there it is. It's the last remaining copy of Slueter Shorts. Uh, it's just so good. It, uh, in, yeah. in, it, it's the, it's catchy and it's irreverent. So like, as a kid, you loved it. Um, um, but it is great. I, and who, do, you gotta call out the line.
3: It makes me want to fart. Like every kid was laughing their butt off. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's your favorite. Oh. That's a, that's a, that's such a great word. Even as an adult, it's fun to say. Yeah. It's just <laughs> what it, what it represents and the way it sounds coming out. Fart. So good. Um, And the show had great characters too. Donkey Lips, what a great name! (laughs) Donkey Lips,
3: yes. (laughs) Uh, Who was this little kind of nerd friend, John? Do you remember that when we talked? Oh gosh,
1: I cannot remember. It uh, it doesn't matter, but yeah, I also can't remember where we found the episodes to watch.
3: When we did watch it, I don't call. But Nick, he was the main bad guy. We're kind of like right. But Nick. Yeah, Budnick. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. It took me, way, I'll say, I became an adult before I realized there was the pun of the camp counselor's name was Ugh and his last name was Lee. Ugly, Lee. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, well, I was today's years old when that <laughs> <Matt> finally registered <laughs> with me, so.
2: Wow, yeah. So. Uh,
1: cool. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump in. Well, I guess I'm going to jump in with mine now, because that was both of your number 10s. Um, this was a show I definitely remember being played in the house. But I'm not sure that I ever watched it a lot, but I, I immediately remembered the theme song. So that's why I made it my number 10, and that's Sister, Sister.
2: It was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, okay. that is that's a great one. That's, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> i don't want to give okay. away my list here, but yeah, that's that's well. A classic. If
1: you if you have it higher, then just tell us you have it higher.
2: Uh, oh, I have it at nine.
1: Oh well, then that that's is, perfect. Yeah, oh no, no wait, that is still higher.
2: That is
3: still.
1: higher. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Yeah, we'll, sure. we'll go ahead and it. we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, I mean, immediately, like I just kind of start bobbing my head thinking about it. In fact, as uh, Surprisingly, our sister was here uh, with me, and I was you know talking, and I mentioned the show, and she immediately started going, "Sister, sister,", sister. and it just kind Never of you know it's, how
3: much I missed you.
1: It's just fun, Boppy, um, easy you know, an easy earworm. So I, I had no problems put that in as uh, as my
2: number ten. Did that have somebody famous singing it? Was it was it a was it like a professional like recording artist that had like billboard hits that saying that or my imagining things. Because that was a pretty popular trend for 90s shows. It was like it was let's blow half you, the budget yeah. on the theme song was <laughs> was the MO. Um, well,
1: I can yeah. say when I when I was looking up sitcoms, I actually had a hard time finding a list of just sitcom theme songs, but most of them had all 90s ones. I realized how many like popular songs that they used for TV shows in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Which is going to make that list when we get to it a little bit more harder to do, I guess.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so actually I do remember they shifted the, the, the theme song in sister, sister at one point, because it started off, like, I don't think it was the, the, the Maori twins singing it. And then they kind of did a funkier version later in the nineties uh, where I, it was definitely uh, either Tia and Tamara that were singing it themselves. And they kind of got all a little bit, a little bit more, I don't know, soul side of it, but uh, it was good. Yeah.
2: Really good theme song. Okay. Look, at that, look at that bug that all child actors apparently have. It's like, it's time for me to be a professional singer. It's like, <laughs> okay, I don't know where that's coming from, but sure. Um, exactly.
1: All right. Well, let's swing around to our number nines. Well, we already know um, Matt's number nine. So, Adam, what is yours?
3: Yeah, mine is actually from a show that I didn't watch at all, and I was not a fan of it. Uh, but... I have to, going back, doing my research and looking at the theme song, I got to give it credit. And it had a very solid and unique theme song, and that is The Nanny. She was
0: walking in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her van. So over the bridge from flashing to the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup But the father saw more. She had style, she had bland. She was there That's how she became the nanny Who would have guessed that the girl we described Was just exactly what the doctor prescribed Now the father finds her beguiling one out, CC And the kids are actually smiling Such one of
3: That was an honorable mention for me. Cool, cool. Yeah, the nanny was not a show I gave any craps about, uh, but it had a very specific cartoon opening, uh, and it was written and sung by Anne Hampton Calloway, who is a jazz singer and songwriter. It's it's cute. It's super specific to the show, and that's something that, as you already kind of mentioned, like the '90s became such a huge thing of using a pre-recorded song. In, in the list uh, for your for your theme song, but this one was specifically for the theme song, and it was all about the the lady in red and, and the na- the nanny named Fran uh, was kind of the name of the song, and yeah, it was just cute and special to the show.
1: Yeah, going back and and researching some of these, I, I listened to that. And I was like, oh, this is a little bit uh, catchier than I thought than I remembered it being. And yeah, I also did yep. not watch the show because I could not stand listening to Fran Drescher talk <laughs>
2: no. at all. No. Uh, no, I'm right there with y'all. That that theme song is as far as I would ever get to the show. It'd be like, this is fun. <laughs> and then you'd hear Fran Drescher talking, like, I'm out. That's enough for me. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate. But yeah. yeah, it was a great theme song.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So yeah. my number nine might show up higher on one of your lists. So I'm not going to say too much about it on the front end yet. Uh, my number nine has no... Lyrics, but it's got some weird noises. It's home improvement.
3: Yeah, dude, that just missed. Just missed my list. Higher on no,
1: your it's list, definitely man. higher. Well, yeah, it's a little bit higher on
2: my list, but it is, okay. it is okay. on there. For okay, the, for we'll, the noises.
1: Then we'll wait to <laughs> we'll, we'll wait to talk about it till we get it to uh, that part of the list.
3: Okay. All right, we're well, swinging back around to number eight, Adam. Yeah, my number eight uh, starred the person who sang in, or more so, rapped the theme song. Uh, And that is Living Single is my number eight.
2: make my list Nope, mine neither. so take it away that's (laughs) okay
3: so yeah living single you know was from that mid-90s time and queen latifah was the star and it's just got it's got a good rap to it it's got a good feel to it you know I, i i i wasn't the biggest living single watcher but i definitely with with this list i tried to give a little bit more credibility to the songs that were specific to the the uh Uh, The shows themselves as opposed to just the copy and paste from somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, who already did a big hit song or something like that. Uh, And so I liked it. I mean, I I just, you know, I like Queen Latifah's rapping in it particular. And overall, it's just solid. Made me feel good.
1: I think if you have a star who is also a musician of any kind, you kind of expect that they are going to be the ones doing the theme song. I think it'd be weird if it wasn't them. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're
3: living... Single. I mean, it's not bad. Come on. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was bad.
2: No, that one. Uh, that one just escaped me. I don't think we ever, ever yeah, watched enough. that. But we there would be other shows. I think on the same network that we did watch that mm-hmm. I, that I think mm-hmm. had like early eighty. I don't want to. I don't want to say the names. If they show up again on y'all's list. But okay. But uh, yeah, like in in living color. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
3: That's that would that will. Uh, in living color. In, in like that, Different, different world. world. So good. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. So cool. Different World was a great opening theme song. Yeah. Uh, okay. So
1: not, my number eight kind of breaks one of my rules, whereas I don't particularly like themes where it's just narration over the top of something. And the first half of this is just narration. Someone talking about you know what the show is, and then they launch into an instrumental part. But two things. The instrumental part was very catchy. And two, the narration was done by James Earl Jones. And so you kind of have to give that a pass. And that was Third Rock from the Sun. Aliens are all around us. This is the story of a band of four such explorers. In order to blend in, they have assumed human form. This is the High Commander. He has assembled an elite team of experts, a decorated military officer,
2: seasoned intelligence specialist. And, well, they had an extra seat.
0: The Earth is populated by millions of beautiful women. And
2: those who
1: aren't beautiful have great personalities.
3: It almost had like a rockabilly sound to it. once it yes.
2: got into the song. Yes, it yeah. did. What was the okay. what was the narration? Was it explaining the premise of the show? Yeah,
1: that's it's, oh, it's okay. all it was. It was explaining like who they were, why they were on Earth, because they're aliens, you know, on come to Earth. It, it's just that, but it's James Earl Jones, so it's a pretty cool voice. You kind of kind of got didn't realize in the past. that was him. Yeah, um, cool. and then yeah, and then the sort of the cool rockabilly. If I'm remembering that part right. Yeah, and like you know, the planets going around like pinball, sort mm-hmm. of, and that it was—it's always one that I've—I've I've enjoyed. I did watch the show not regularly, but it was you know back in the day when we didn't have choices or didn't have as many choices. Uh, if it was on and nothing else was on, I would watch it um, because they were—they were all funny. You know, John uh, Young, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was pretty funny. Um, John Lithgow. Lithgow. Thank you. Uh, was really, really funny. And even French Stewart, who I can't normally stand.
3: (laughs) Yeah, talk about annoying voices with the nanny. I mean, uh, his character and the squintiness. I felt bad bad for him as an actor because he kind of got stuck into, like, he had to keep doing the squinting in that voice, you know, for that entire time acting in that role. And it's just like, dude, why would you make that choice so early? You screwed yourself.
2: Uh, What happened to that guy, too? I forgot all about French Stewart uh, until you said that, um, wherever he's at. I love the I – I mean, I don't hate the that they will give you, like, the premise for the show and the theme song. There's something great about, like, the Gilligan's Island of, like, here's how we got here, like, recap. Because it yeah. is, like, there is no barrier. Like, oh, I don't need to see the first three seasons. Like, the theme song just explained everything to me. Right. I would love it if they, like – if the theme song was updated for every season, though, so we got, like, a full recap of everything that has just oh, happened. Good. So then, like, by the end of, like, a seven-season run, the theme song is – Fifteen minutes of the show, yeah,
3: but <laughs> I mean, that's basically like '80s cartoons, where just the song, the theme song, was like four minutes long, and and the show was pretty much worth it. Exactly. But <laughs> also, but in the case
1: of Gilligan's Island, at least they sang that yeah. the you know what was going on, as opposed to just talking over sound or music.
3: Yeah, like uh, what was it? Was it the He-Man one? There's just a shit ton of talking on He-Man. You know, there was a lot
1: more talking on He-Man than I, I remembered he- there being. And I hated that. Hated that.
2: <laughs> so.
3: All right.
1: Uh, Matt, we
2: are up to your number eight. Ooh, number eight. I've got uh, Boy Meets World.
0: When the spa meets world.
3: Uh, missed, made my big
2: list, but didn't ultimately make my didn't uh, make the cut.
3: Yeah, didn't,
1: didn't make, make my cut. list either. I it, didn't actually watch it, that show that often.
2: Oh, I, I love this show. Um, this was <laughs> uh, this was number one on my like greatest ninety sitcoms uh, list. Yeah, and, I mean, and just for the for the fact of like, I was looking at it through two pieces of criteria. Number one, I loved it then, and then like two, does it still hold up now? And I find myself binge watching Boy Meets World on Disney Plus sometimes. Like just putting it on and catching some episodes here and there, like more than just background show. Like most, the offices for most people, but it's a catchy. It's a it's a catchy uh, theme song. I'm um, the one that they had for the longest part of the run because I think they changed it up. But it also does yeah, this was, '90s thing where it repeats the name of the show over and over. When it's boy
3: meets world, the boy meets world. That's the one. Yeah, they were like '90s kids <laughs> are
2: stupid. We should tell them repeatedly what show they're watching because cartoons <laughs> did it. Sitcoms. Some of the sitcoms did it, and and. Honestly, we, yeah, we were a, a dumb group. We probably needed to have it <laughs> yes. be over our head several times, but it's catchy. It gets it's, it gets in your head, and you still remember at least some of the lyrics. Um, Ex- extremely '90s. I did I did watch
3: that one, kind of doing my research, and I was just like, "Holy crap! This theme song is just." screaming 90s to me. Uh, and then also I got flashbacks of just, just crushing on Topanga. Oh, yeah. I mean, that 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 heightens just el- everything about the show, uh, you know, to uh, stratospheric levels. And she still looks amazing. Yeah. All right. Where are we? You're number eight, John. My, I, already, I already did my number eight. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we're at my number seven. All right. Well, then what is your number seven, Adam? Yeah. My number seven goes a bit against what I try to uh, – Uh, promote more, which is songs that are specific to the show, because this one I don't believe was written for the show, but it was just, uh, in my opinionation, it was freaking awesome. I went with Blossom. Higher on my list. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Matt, what is your number seven?
2: Number seven for me was Home Improvement. Good call. We, we can come back to this one finally. We can talk about the... <laughs> the uh, and, uh, just the rain. I feel like there was a chainsaw in there or something. There was a lot going yeah. on there. It was. Um, yeah, every sound effect they had banked. we're like, let's use them all for home improvement. <laughs> like, what's our budget? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, we just blew it all on sound effects. So we can't have any any lyrics. It's just grunting. It's just Tim Allen uh <laughs> You know, with a hernia, and then um, <laughs> just random power tools. Uh, they went to a Foley room, and they went. and They were like, "What, what should we use?" They're like, yeah, use all of it. <laughs> um, but it, it's great, and it's like bow, bow, but it gets in your. It's it's catchy. It's a catchy little tune, a little ditty.
1: The, fu- the funny thing is, is is on the face of it, it's not a very complex song. It's very simple, but it is very catchy, and all of those sort of sound effects really do help kind of solidify it as a earworm and that i mean that was the reason why it made my list i was like god a- after i listened to it i couldn't stop humming it and singing it i was like well now it's going to be on my list because clearly it's making a mark
3: yeah it was it, as for a, sh- a theme song that had no lyrics and it really set up not much for the show you know as a you know, exposition point it fits so perfectly with home improvement. Yeah. Like, yeah, the cacophonous sounds of all this other stuff. And then the grunts is just like, wow, this this is Tim Allen. <laughs> so,
2: unfortunately, it's probably about as creative as the show gets as the theme song because it's probably <laughs> this is like one of the most formulaic things. Um, Very true. Yeah. Deep. Tim screws up. Tim goes to Wilson, get advice. Tim re- regurgitates said advice to Jill in completely yeah. messed up manner. Um, <laughs> Jill still sets still understands. straight. <laughs> Jill somehow does not divorce Tim. Um, and then we repeat the same thing for 22 minutes. Uh, for like week. 200 episodes. <laughs> yes, yeah, somehow. He just kept going. Um, but we watched it. Yeah, of course we watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, this was a this was a <laughs> this was a family favorite in my house growing up. Yeah, for some reason, yep. and I and I still watch if it's on TV. I'll probably sit through at least like ten minutes of it. Um, yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but but yeah, it, it, for some reason this was a big hit in the nineties. Uh,
1: right. Um I think we're dead. we're back up to number six.
3: Okay, yeah, your seven, your seven was.
1: Oh no, we got never mind. Wow. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm being influenced by our, our trivia podcast too much because I. I'm forgetting exactly where I
3: Forget stuff. Yep. (laughs) Uh,
1: My number seven is really the only sort of kids show theme that showed up on my list. Um, For some reason, I didn't think of Sludger Shorts or or some of the other ones, but I did think of this one and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I, I really like that. And that is Clarissa Explains It All. Ooh.
3: Good call. I didn't, you know, that didn't even really come into my head. That's a good one. So, I mean, there's not
1: too much to it. You know, it's a it's a very '90s sounding theme song. Um, perhaps my nostalgia for the show played it a played a factor into where it kind of fell into the list. Because uh, I would have to say, as a you know, as a young boy, you're very conscious of you know, is this a show for boys? Is this a show for girls? And you know, TV played into that a lot. With stuff, But this was the first one where I was like, I don't feel like this is a show for girls. I feel like this is just a show for kids. And they didn't play into the girl versus boy thing a lot. And I think that's why a lot of people from our age still think fondly, regardless of whether you were a uh, boy or girl, about Clarissa and in the, in the show.
3: That theme song, I was just kind of like re-listening to it while you were talking, so I didn't hear a word you said. Oh, of um, but... <laughs> But I uh, I completely forgot that it, it's it's literally all they do is the na na's yeah the like na 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 it is catchy yeah, yeah. I mean just one of those kind of things where the the um, nonsensical words just kind of get stuck in your head yeah. absolutely I feel like the
2: creators of that the cartoon show Doug just listened to Clarissa explains it all and said yeah let's just steal that let's basically <laughs> do that but change the nas to the duh and then we're good um, <laughs> Do that, but with more duh, less nah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good show. I, I agree. It, uh, it was it was a good show because it was like it, it, it felt like as a kid you're watching this stuff that like oh this is stuff I like understand too. It doesn't matter that mm-hmm. you know you know I'm a boy, she's a girl. Maybe the situations are a little different sometimes, but still like the just the, growing up as a kid, teen, you know, young teenager. Um, Those it, it was that was a Nickelodeon show, right? Yeah, they did. And- they did a lot of good stuff.
1: They did, and I think they did a really good job, especially with that show, of f- focusing on kids' problems. But we didn't feel like they were talking down to us about it. You know, it was it, it was exploring real, you know, real issues that kids have, and being like, okay, we understand that these are issues you have, and let's let's talk about it, let's explore them, as opposed to, you know, talking down to us like parents would be. Nickelodeon definitely did a very good job of not feeling like. Um, I think they mentioned in uh, – okay, Adam, what is the documentary that we looked at?
3: Oh, The Orange um, Years. The, the Orange Years. The yeah, Orange Years. We if you've director, never seen that, it's fantastic. a
1: great documentary. I, I have on, seen it.
2: It was a couple months ago, but I just watched – yeah, it was good. It was
1: great. Great. Really good. Uh, they did a very good job of making sure the parents always seemed like they were the idiots, not yeah. the kids. So <laughs> yeah. I, I always appreciated that.
2: Yeah, and it also yeah. was great to see, like, a kid was the main star of the show because yeah. a lot of these, like, traditional network sitcoms were using, like, a, an established comedian as the vehicle for the show. Like, they are the star. True. So the kid, like, go back to Home Improvement, like, you would definitely see some things that you could relate to with those kids, but at the end of the day, it would come back to, like, how much of an idiot Tim Allen is. <laughs> um, they could really keep the focus for that whole episode on the kid, so you could really, you know, kind of go a more in-depth on those those issues. But, yeah, that's that's a great one.
1: All right, all right. Now we're back to
3: our number six. Okay. <laughs> all go. right. So start with me. Yeah. Um, I've got a weird one. It's definitely I, I wouldn't call it a cop out choice, uh, but it's one I don't expect y'all to have on there because it was uh, very unique how she did the opener, and I'm talking specifically season three, starting in season three of the show Ellen
0: supposed to be the part where we have the fancy opening sequence, like when Mary throws the hat in the air or Jed finds the oil, but uh, it's kind of embarrassing. It's not ready yet,
4: but uh, we'll have it next week. I promise. Cool song, huh? Hi. I know I promised that our new opening sequence would be ready this week, and it is, but there was a little mix-up, and the satellite accidentally
0: beamed it up to Mars. That's the bad news. The good news is there is life up there, and they loved it.
3: But then again, they were just thrilled to get television. Yeah, it definitely didn't make my
2: list. Nope. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I can't exactly even. It's not that much of a catchy one, but the I'd say the the comedy, the comedy fan and me um really appreciated what she did. So there, there is an actual song that is played and it's called so-called friend by this group called Texas, which is actually a Scottish group. Um, But in season three, they started doing this kind of just great gag where Ellen would kind of walk out in just like this kind of, you know, nondescript uh, set and be like, hey, we're supposed to have this opening theme ready, but, you know, it's just not here. We haven't had this, you know, haven't gotten it ready. The editors haven't finished it. And it was so drawn out the entire season. They're talking about, hey, we're, we're late. We don't have this opener yet. And then they finally got it at the end of that season three, and it was the most god-awful, cheesy, terrible <laughs> thing, like, you know, extra 90s feel to it. And Ellen was like, that's it? That's what you got got for me? I love it! <laughs> and it was just like, oh, nice little bait-and-switch humor going on. And then in season four, they took the same song that they had from season three the by the, the Texas Scottish group, whatever, um, and then they started having very different, unique openers, through it. So they had like the band Devo, ZZ Top, Aaron Neville, Queen Latifah, Brian Seltzer, Cap- uh, Captain Antonil, Melissa Etheridge, Joan Jett, the Bee Gees. All of them did like covers of this song as the opener. So it was a. I give it credit for being super unique. So it's not like, honestly, I'm packing in like two seasons worth of different openers <laughs> into one as my top six opener. So I know it's a cop out, but I don't care
2: you should have came in here with your top 10 list being like the 10 different covers of Ellen's <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Surprise here. Number six, Ellen again, this time by the Bee Gees. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Season,
3: season six, uh, episode 13 of Ellen and then keep going down. Yeah. Is it
1: weird that my takeaway from that whole thing was that the captain and Tennille were still a thing in the nineties.
3: I mean, they, I'm sure she dug them out of the grave to, to, to <laughs> put them up here basically. But, uh, I mean, it, the, the I'd say the comic genius of it is ultimately what I loved. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, all right,
1: Matt, what is your number six?
2: Uh, number six for me would be a show named Smart Guy.
0: Your brother
3: is smart. He's a smart guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. He's a smart guy. Oh, that barely missed my list. Such a good song. I
1: have no idea what that is.
2: Well, buckle up. What is it? it, it <laughs> incredibly underrated 90s show. Uh, we talk about Sister Sister. So this is their uh, Tia and Tamara Mori's younger brother. Uh, Taj Mori, I believe was his name. Yeah. This was like, this was his show. Um, but he's, uh, and this is another theme song where they will just explain the, the premise of the show to you. He's, uh, he's uh, a, like a, I forget how old he is, like a, not even a preteen, maybe. Um, yeah, not even. But he's a super genius. So he goes, like, he's enrolled in high school with his older brother and older sister, uh, single dad raising them. Great show. Um mm-hmm. and just uh just a great, very catchy theme song. He's a smart guy. Do dee do do smart guy. That's good. Smart guy. Again, not <laughs> easy. Hey, you're watching <laughs> smart guy. Hey kids, right here. Right here. Smart guy. There it yeah. is. Um Hey, buy the merch, smart guy. So <laughs> by the way, yes. But it's a it's a great show, very catchy theme song. It is.
3: Actually, it's funny. I wish I would have I should have gotten that one up on my list. Um only because you're talking see the first couple the first two seasons theme song. I actually preferred season three theme theme song, which is a little bit more catchier. Very similar to a lot of the other shows, they kind of ramped it up more '90s, more hip hoppy. Omar Gooding, who was on the show, actually did a rap yeah. for it. Uh, so I mean, yeah, there's 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 some good stuff in Smart Guy, John. I think that's a show you unfortunately missed.
1: Uh, yeah, sounds like it. I I, I uh, when you mentioned the little boy, the the kid. I can picture him, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I know okay. what he looked like. So I'm definitely aware that he was on TV. I guess I just never watched his show.
2: Well, it's on Disney+, Plus. every episode. You oh. don't want to get on that because they're rebooting it, apparently. And you know, oh. like with all reboots, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, here we go. All right. Yeah. Uh,
1: mine number six. Is that where we're on? Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, yours or Matt's, whoever's.
1: Uh, did we just do Mets? Smart, so smart, yeah. smart guy. Oh, he did smart, smart Guy. That's right. why we, <laughs> we, we literally just awesome talked about it. Smart Guy
3: conversation, and then it just went out of my head. It's probably because of that bourbon. Just kidding. Ellen my by
2: Devo is my real number six. <laughs> 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 uh, I
1: kind of, I kind of think that this one might be higher on Adam's list. I'm not sure, uh, but this one, this this out of all of the sitcom theme songs, this one seems the most sitcom to me and I think that's because even though it was, was created in the 90s it still has some of that sort of 80s sitcom theme flair
3: I think I know where you're going my, I'm almost dead certain my number is s- a roller coaster involved there's a roller coaster involved mm-hmm. higher yeah. on my list my man yeah. higher on my list okay okay <laughs> uh all right we'll swing back around and we'll do number five Adam all right my number five is from another kids show um and they had a big star singing and it's an awesome theme song i'm talking keenan and Kel.
1: That yeah it didn't make my list a lot
2: higher on my list yeah okay yeah. all right we'll that hold a, yeah great one
1: all right all right matt uh what's your number five five we can
2: uh well uh, we may have to wait again on this one uh five is step by step um, okay, it's, yeah, it's, we're gonna it's higher on my list. So. <laughs> we're gonna I just can't wait. With so much appreciation for step by step. In here, Suzanne Summers would be so happy. <laughs> uh, all
1: right, uh, my number five was one that Adam mentioned earlier, and that was Blossom.
0: Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pen and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. The sun is gonna surely shine Stop all your fussing Slap on a smile Come out and walk in the sun for a while Don't back the feeling You know you wanna have a good
4: time
0: And
3: in my nation The sun is gonna surely shine That's a really good song. Yeah.
1: yeah. My, so the top half of my list uh, was fueled by two things. It was fueled by... Well, mostly it was fueled by nostalgia, but not necessarily always nostalgia for the show. Sometimes it was just nostalgia for the theme song. Um, mm-hmm. Whether or not I thought the, the show was better than... Other, like There's at least one show in here that probably would have made the bottom of my list as a show. But the theme, you can't escape it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to me, Blossom was right in that sweet spot of I was probably like a preteen when it came out. Um, so I kind of identified with all of the, you know, the, the the kid issues that Blossom was going through. Also, I had the biggest crush on Six. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh.
3: That that song, though, was uh, actually written and done by uh, Dr. John. Oh, uh, Blues okay. yeah, jazz yeah. great. Oh, you can definitely tell, too. It, you can hear that voice. Nobody you know, sounds I just, like you him. You love it. When they get started, you know, don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. And it just It, it is a catchy, catchy song. And the whole opener is Maya Bialik just kind of dancing around. It's very cute. She's got her different, like, it's almost like a, a 90s dress-up montage <laughs> just in an intro. Yeah. And, like, every 90s show had to have that dress-up montage. And so they put that, or a movie did, and they put that into a little opener, and it works perfectly. And
1: everyone thought that the big takeaway out of Blossom was, like, Joey Lawrence was going to be this big star forever.
3: Whoa! And look what happened. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he didn't. He marry Clarissa. Well, he, he 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 had a show with her. I know that. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they got married. Okay, are they still married? Yeah. <sighs> now I got to Google shit.
2: <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. I feel like this is random, but I, she's married to somebody that's from Alabama because she's like an Alabama fan now or something.
1: That's. Oh. Probably, I mean, she might have been married to him
2: earlier. Yeah, maybe. Then, let's just see how many different rabbit holes we can go down in five <laughs> minutes. Oh, certainly,
3: certainly not not married to Melissa, jo- Melissa Joan Hart at all. Oh, okay. never, never was. Never was. I, they they fooled me. <laughs> Nickelodeon or Disney, whoever had that show fooled me because I thought they were a thing. Uh, you know I mean, I'd like to dated, believe but... that they could have been a thing. I just had a revelation obviously.
2: that the Lawrence brothers were the Hemsworth brothers of the 90s. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> just now I realized that. <laughs> I was trying to think about the different, like, what else Joey did. But, like, no, that was a different Lawrence brother. There's too many of them. Why do we have to keep having so many like handsome brothers around? Like, give other dudes a chance. Um, Give us schlubby dudes a chance. Please. We'll never (laughs) do it if they keep making these brothers in labs.
1: Um, Uh, All right. All right. That was my number
3: five. So now we're on to number four. We're going through this pretty good. Uh, My number four is the, I would say, the most iconic. 90s seems, or maybe not, I mean it's it's probably the most well-known song from the 90s sitcoms,
2: and that is from Friends.
1: That is also my number four.
3: Okay.
2: That is uh, that's my, that's that's later on my list. Okay, not, okay, okay. Not, well then very far. Like it's, <laughs> that's yeah. fine,
1: that's fine Alright, well then what is your number four Matt? Uh, number four for me is Frasier
0: Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, Toss salads and scrambled eggs quite stylish and maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, ha, ha,
2: ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and
0: scrambled
2: eggs. They're calling again.
0: Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Fraser has left.
1: Uh, that just missed my list uh mostly because I was not a huge Frasier fan
3: it's good. my my wife went on a big old Frasier kick just recently she just you know, last month maybe finished the show uh, and I like the theme song it's nice and simple but the show itself is fantastic what a great it show does. it
2: holds up it holds up nicely yeah and i i yeah. liked it I've, i remember watching it so many reruns and i think i watched some episodes like in its like first run which would be really weird because I don't know why i is like a um what would i have been then 11 years old would have enjoyed fraser yeah. um definitely how, how smart
3: were you, were you the real smart guy because you had to be a genius to no really i probably kinda... just
2: like to hear the theme song toss salad <laughs> yeah. scrambled eggs and just like that's weird yeah. i don't know what that's about um and still i'm not yep. really sure what the entire theme song is i mean like there's some things that innuendo what is what is this for it's just completely random but, but yeah i do appreciate it that's the the
3: sh- the show ender and it's sung by uh by what's his name Fraser you know that guy
2: um um oh gosh Kelsey like, Grammer <laughs>
3: Kelsey Grammer yeah he did he actually sang that part too but it made no sense to me like i would say when that when that thing popped on it's like why is he talking about toss salads and scramble you know, granted when i hear toss salad yeah, now, now my mind goes, oh,
2: that's not what i thought it was it's not but maybe it is i don't know because what scrambled eggs yeah. i mean i'm sure there's yeah. something on urban dictionary for that but i i don't want to know it was just about just about to go there but i'll <laughs> That's am not sure we need so, it. so much urban dictionary no you could just yeah. you can make it up as you go and there's so many things that i've like coined i'm like yeah we'll call it that and they're like well let's double check urban dictionaries like yeah that's <laughs> Uh, something I've never even imagined. Um, let's not call it that now. But I'm sure Scramble <laughs> yeah, I don't is wanna, something for sure.
3: I'm looking at it and it is, and I don't want to talk about it. It's not,
2: <laughs> it's nope. It's too far for even me. Awesome. Yeah, that's about right. Um, but yeah, what a great, completely random theme song. All right. All right, gentlemen,
1: we finally made it to our top three. Let's see how this goes. Adam, what is your number three?
3: My number three, man, it rocks. It rocks an entire town, and I'm talking... Does it rock Cleveland, Adam? It's Cleveland Rocks for the Drew Carey Show. That is also my number three.
2: my list, but I do appreciate it very much
3: yeah so there are actually three main theme songs from the Drew Carey show Uh, the first one used was sung by Drew Carey it was Moon Over Parma and I remember it was just like a little animated thing that he would sing and then the other one they did uh, was Five O'Clock World by the Vogues and that was a cute little kind of dance number and then they took it to a whole nother level when they brought in Cleveland Rocks by the presidents of the United States of America it's it's so, like it is epic opener. Like you get that whole, it make, gets you those feels of like Ferris Bueller, uh, other stuff where they just have everybody dancing together. Mm-hmm. It was so That's fun. Exactly
2: what I was about to compare it to. the, the uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller float, the parade scene. Mm-hmm. It probably took the first three seasons to shoot that intro. That's probably why it took so long <laughs> to get it out there. Yeah. But it is it is a sight to behold.
1: Yeah, and I was especially in the '90s. I was a huge fan of the President of the United States of America uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. I wore the shit out of that first <laughs> album, and I don't know how we haven't actually reviewed that album yet. But it, it'll be yeah. it'll be coming, I'm sure, at some point. Um, yep. So, and, and I mean, inevitably, I liked the show too. I actually watched the show. Also, I was a huge fan of. Uh, Whose line is it anyway? So I already knew who Ryan Styles was. So then when Ryan Styles mm-hmm. was on the show, I was like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to watch the show and then end up just kind of liking the show. And then that theme song, I was already a, a well, I'll just say Pusa. I was already a Pusa fan. So that just kind of elevated it to me.
3: Wow, John. I didn't know that they, <laughs> Pusa was how you, uh, yeah, that, you know, abbreviate president. Well, that's how they,
1: they abbreviated it. So if you're sitting, sometimes they'll just write P-U-S-A.
3: I, I I see that now, but I didn't realize you're at that level of fandom <laughs> for them. <laughs> I did, also, I'm sure Poos is something on, uh, uh, on Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. As well, it certainly sounds like it. Yeah, I did
2: not get that uh, as a as a shorthand. So at first, I was like, I don't know what this this sounds like a band that even I would still get in trouble for listening to now. My mom would ground me <laughs> yes. for it in my 30s. But yeah, and
3: at the end of it, when he did you just randomly have Drew Carey add. Ohio at the end, I mean it's like we of course we already know Cleveland is in Ohio and he just kind of tacks it on. It's like a little, I don't know. Again, still dumb thing that was just it. Comedically, it works perfect. Oh, there is a Cleveland, Alabama that um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah, you know
2: what? Does does it rock though? It, it doesn't. It has uh, one red light. It has a Dollar General, <laughs> a Mexican restaurant that I can't vouch for, and like a feed and seed gas station. So sounds like not, not so rocky. No, out. not not not, so, not sorry, at all. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they enjoyed it though. Yeah, for their brief moment. Uh, all right, I th- think so. That was my number three. So, Matt, what is your number three?
2: Uh, my number three was, and I'm guessing it's going to show up later on y'all's, is Friends.
1: Friends was my number four.
2: Yeah, and that was my number four. Oh, so, oh, so yeah, we can talk yeah, about it's it. It's time for the remembrance. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Um, I, I it's overplayed. Um, it's yeah. probably like it could have been higher. It should. Have, it probably would have been higher on this list had it not just been played out. Ever since that show went off the air, um, right? Yeah, but I do appreciate this that uh, it never fails. Uh, I host a, a, tr- a live trivia night. Uh, here in, in Jasper, Alabama, like every Thursday, uh, and then one in Coleman, like once a month. And if I'll do a French trivia night because it's pretty popular, and hmm. I'll play that song early in the night. And I always appreciate the crowd gives the claps on on cue every time. Um, I love crowd participation like that in a song. Yeah, big fan exactly. Of that. Uh, and so that that will keep it from like sliding further down on the list. That that's that's fun the claps are da the da- da- that's always great but yeah um, it's catchy too
1: it is and i mean anywhere you go and pretty much anywhere in the world cuz that show is popular all over the place uh, at least in english speaking countries uh, and probably more but uh you play the theme song it doesn't matter where you are or who's in there even if they didn't like the show everyone is going to do the claps cuz that's just yeah. it's just the fun part of the song and that's
3: that is what it is Uh, I did a little... Well, when I say research, I mean looking up Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, So I (laughs) looked that up. Originally, the producers wanted R.E.M.'s song, Shiny Happy People, as the theme song. But R.E.M. didn't give them the rights. And so the producers wrote, um, I'll be there for you. So it was actually written for this show. Uh, And then the Rembrandts had to later kind of fill it out because it got so popular and then they turned it into a single. Actually hit... Number seventeen on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the Adult Contemporary charts. So yeah, overplayed. Uh, I was also co-written by Allie Willis, who wrote uh, "September" and "Boogie Wonderland" for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Or co-wrote those. Wow. Also wrote also wrote all the songs for the fake band in Howard the Duck. Uh, <laughs> she won she won Grammys for writing songs, including the Neutron Dance for Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, the Pointer um, Sisters. Yes, the one. Yep, wrote that one, and then also wrote the songs and won a Grammy for um, the Color Purple's soundtrack as well. So, I mean, that's some pretty good credibility. Yeah, for uh, for the Rembrandt's one. Need to revisit this. So they wanted
2: R.E.M. Shiny Happy People. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that feels very different vibes. Is that? I mean, like it's been a while since I've listened to that song, but it's not not more like uh, Shiny Happy People. They're not real. Like it's just kind of a facade. Like it's their. I mean. Maybe I just maybe I'm misinterpreting. It's been a long time since I listened to it. No, I think you're
3: actually like really looking into how REM meant the song. It's <laughs> right. kind of like a almost a parody, right. you know, because it's it's a very poppy up song, but they I think they're kind of making fun of the bullshit. Exactly. The-
2: so that does not seem. <laughs> and the producers wanted that song. Yeah, that's what they're feel well. like Producers were signaling to us, You should not like these characters, like, these are not yeah. good people. And we and we just totally missed that in the 90s. We were like, We love it, I'm such a Rachel. Uh, I'm you know me, I'm, I'm a real yeah. Joey. And they're like, No, you should not be any of these six characters, they're the worst oh, humans imaginable. Um, which a lot of people are so seeing good. when they revisit the show, they're like, Wow, this was all these people really oh, suck. Man. Um, they Awful. I think uh, I think a
1: lot of people don't go beyond the surface level for a lot of songs, uh, which is why they can get away. Because so, like you know, I see I see people use like uh, Springsteen's "Born in the USA" uh, as a patriotic song, oh, yeah. and it's not that. It's a it's like a yeah. kind of like a Vietnam protest song almost.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a totally a protest song. And
1: then uh, the 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 one song that always gets me is um, "You Are My Sunshine."
3: Yeah, is yeah. an
1: incredibly sad song because it's not about, it's not it's about someone professing their love for someone, but the, that someone does not love them back. Yeah. If you listen to all the words <laughs> in that song, so I think beyond the surface level, the the producers probably were just thinking, oh, it's just shiny happy people, and they probably were only going to play that part of it. So I don't imagine they'll play anything else that would hint that um, <laughs> these people were bad. It's just um,
2: one of those bands that when you like, you know this this band has some deep stuff. So there's probably like another layer like, of oh, yeah. meaning to this. It's never like surface level. It's not like exactly. Sugar Ray had a song called Shiny Happy. People are like, cool. That's probably about really <laughs> shiny happy people. Um, was like, no, they hate something and they're telling us right now um, through these lyrics. That's weird. That's I want I want to go back and like just imagine that play that song and then watch an episode and see if it feels different.
1: Somewhere I'm, on the internet, somebody had to have put that. Uh, over the actual intro, and so I bet you can probably yeah, go it's find awesome. it. Sure it. And it, is, yes. it is
2: pretty busy making dirty things on Urban Dictionary, so <laughs> <laughs> they've got their hands full. So. Internet. Yep. <laughs> All right, John, should we pivot
3: uh, back to the list? How about that? that was, I forced that in there. I'm I don't sorry. even know what that meant. That's from Friends. <laughs> I, I, got, I didn't I really like the show. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I remember
1: watching the show, but I don't remember. Like, I don't have like a fondness. Like, oh, I loved Friends. I was like it was a show that was it, on. There's that a I very was...
3: famous scene of Ross forcing. They're trying to move furniture oh, okay. upstairs or downstairs. Uh, Ross, I, particularly, I hate that guy. I wish he got shot in the face. <laughs> I cannot stand Ross Geller. Wow, he's the worst worst character of all time. Yikes! Uh, I I don't even know where we are.
1: We, we went on such a tangent uh, there. That was my
2: three. Okay.
1: Okay. And okay. we already talked about the Drew Carey
3: show. That was my three. Okay. So now we're on to number two. And my number two is that Suzanne Summer Patrick Duffy Classic Step by Step. It uses the song Second Time Around by the prolific late 80s, early 90s songwriter uh, or theme songwriter Jesse Frederick, who also wrote Perfect Strangers, Full House, and Family Matters. And Family Matters was actually my 80s uh, number one song. And it's just like, it just works so good. I mean, it's just catchy. It feels like a 90s sitcom to the max. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny, like... I, I always confuse, there's another show, I swear, that has the word step-by-step step in the theme, because when I see this one, I immediately go, step-by-step, step, by day-by-day, there's day a, by day. there's another show yeah. that has those words in it, and so I, I conflate the two, uh, because why would you bother writing, naming the show step-by-step step <laughs> if you didn't put the name in the theme, and if it was already taken, why not name it something, you know, like second time around, or something like that?
2: Yeah. I think my, you, you say that my mind went to new kids on the block because it well, that well, was a pretty yeah. prominent lyric in the That was. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, that I, this is also like step a good example of like we only selectively remember like certain words. Like I think everybody right. yeah. step by step day by day. And then it's like, I can hum the rest for you. Um, yes. But everybody knows that that part it's it's right in yep. uh, the roller coaster i don't know why that was just great what a great way to start the show it's like let's put you on a roller coaster um <laughs> and like what does that do something with theme parks no no absolutely nothing not at all <laughs> just wanted to just give it some thrills um but it was that was a great it was like a, the modern brady bunch basically i mean it was completely derivative <laughs> of the brady bunch
3: and even like everything about that show was derivative but i still fell for it yeah
2: <laughs> And, and this is great. If you've not ranked this, just give it. this is a freebie. This is for y'all for later. Uh, greatest like, I don't know, like the, the comic relief, but they're like extra crazy and weird, and they don't live in the same house. Like this, they had Cody that lived yeah. in the the camper, yeah. like in the yard. I don't even know if mm-hmm. he related. Just like a homeless guy, they let live there. But he's like the show's Kramer. Yeah. So like ranking yeah. the the Kramers of sitcoms, like Cody yeah. has to be a top ten. Like he's. He was like the 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 whole family, you know. The the well, Seinfeld was kind of family friendly. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it depends. Uh, but it depends. but yeah, this was like he's like the family friendly version of that. Yeah. He definitely was. Uh,
3: and uh, Sasha, Sasha Sasha Mitchell, I only remember his name because he got—he was a big martial artist, and he took over the Bloodsport franchise after Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wow. And he was like doing all, or maybe it was Kickboxer. You know what it is? The Kickboxer franchise. Um, so yeah, he had. He, if you want to watch him uh, do that, and maybe, John, we can one day <laughs> talk Kickboxer. Well, if we're going to talk uh, kickboxer, kickboxer, I'm three. sure
1: you're going to want to talk the original.
3: Or no, I'm oh, thinking yeah, of Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I'm thinking of.
3: I mean, I, I would much rather talk blood sport. I love Chong Lee. Chong Li had like the greatest pecs uh, of the 80s, other than Arnold, of course. But um, yeah, I, we don't need to get me into pec talk. That would go a whole nother like 20, 30, 50 Is minutes. that a
2: top 10 episode that I can go back and listen to? The best pecs of the 80s? I'd, say, it, I'd listen it, to that. I don't know why I would, but I, I'd listen.
1: I think it will be now. <laughs> yeah, done, done and done. Check back in a couple of months. It'll probably be there. Um, oh, God. I, I was going to say something now, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Step by Step. Good show. Liked it. It a good one. It a good one. It was good uh, uh All right. Uh, Matt, you're number two.
2: Number two for me, uh, I think this was higher up on one of y'all's list, Keenan and Kale. Oh.
0: Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keenan to kill. They keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial on me because they always in the sun, no front, and you don't want to miss it. It's double K, like, through the good greatness. Keenan and Kel, I should have said Kelly, and Keenan, and you gotta watch Keenan, because Keenan be seen with a plan or a block to make it to the top, but they kinda in the middle, because they always hidden talk. They say the Hardy Boys or a Nancy True, mystery. It's just Keenan and Kel and your vicinity, like Feet and Royal, Alvin and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Pinatella. Somebody's in trouble, all oh, here go. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick,
3: Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's Coolio for God's yeah. sake!
2: It's so cool. <laughs> it's a great, a great, and and the uh, I think it was that documentary, the the Nickelodeon one. They talk about like this show and then the creation of the theme song, like having Coolio come on set and they shoot like the basically the the the, the music video for the theme song with Coolio and Keenan and Kell, and they're talking about behind the scenes. He's just like regular old Coolio. Um, not really appropriate for, for teenage kids to be around. Um, and also, why did you get Coolio? Uh, just, yeah, that was the introduction, I think, for a lot of kids to Coolio. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that what a great, what a great theme song.
3: Yeah, it really, good. I mean, it's not one that I think I fully, like, have the catchiness factor where I remember all the lyrics, but, because it's, I mean, it's all wrapped by Coolio, but the thing is, like, it's got, yeah, it's got a fun factor. It's got that music video vibe to it at the beginning and it it being super unique to Keenan and Kel and having also the star power of Coolio it just it heightens it all up absolutely yeah
2: i remember like the opening was like ah oh, here we go and and use oh, that yeah. like camera angle they use in the 90s it's like hope you don't have motion sickness uh, vroom, let's get weird um, uh, exactly yeah i do remember that and i was like oh yeah here here we do go i love this show orange soda tom um but for but th- me that's a great like Sick. I would put that on my top ten like sitcoms. I think I had it at like ten. Like it barely is on the list, but uh yeah. but uh, it was just a good show. Absolutely. I never watched it. <laughs> yeah, I think John, you. I think you
3: were just slightly past that age. Yeah. And so because you weren't, you weren't like a massive all that fan, so you no. didn't kind of like ease into. And I wasn't an all that fan, so it was easy to transition from all that to Keenan and Kevin. Yeah.
1: Uh, man, if you get a chance, uh, we did a top 10, uh, Nickelodeon show episode with the directors of the orange years.
3: Oh, uh, nice. If, wow. if you get
1: a chance and to listen to that one, that was actually, that's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done.
3: And they had some, they brought in some good insight yeah. just, just from talking about the different shows and
1: stuff that wasn't even in the, uh, Go on, in the that. documentary. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my number two, I'm starting to think is not going to be on anyone's list and I'm not really sure why it made it so high on the list. Maybe it's because I can't stop singing it. And that's probably why. Uh, it was definitely a show I watched. Um, and I think a comedian that uh, is, is, is kind of still in the periphery but doesn't get, uh, I think, maybe the credit he deserved for how kind of innovative and funny he was in the 90s. And my number two is Martin.
3: show but when i re listened to the theme song i was like oh all they're doing is saying ma and over and <laughs> but over but as over we've again.
1: established that is par for the course with 90s right. theme songs yeah. so to me it became like how catchy was it how quickly would it was it you know coming to my head and that was yeah. one where immediately when i saw the picture i was like oh that's going on the list cuz i can immediately sing you the whole thing probably cuz it's easy but that's fine <laughs> that that's par for the course as i mentioned it's par for yeah. the course with the 90s um, but yeah also Especially in the higher-ups in my list, nostalgia played more of a factor than the okay. necessarily the quality of the song. So Martin, I think, was one that everyone remembered. Everyone thought he was funny. I mean, Yeah. for God's sake. Sh- sh- <laughs> sh- fucking shenanay. I thought was the funniest thing when I was a kid. I don't know why. Now, actually, I think I don't know if I could really watch it because it was really just kind of over-stereotyped, but uh, mm-hmm. man... That show made me laugh.
2: Yeah, it was a good show. I remember watching some episodes, but it was not like this was like appointment television for us growing up in in, in the Mitchell house. But I was doing like research for a trivia night and fell into a hole of like learning about Martin. Um, And like so many 90s catchphrases come from that show. Or at least were like they weren't really on television or they were just kind of like, you know, in culture. Mm -hmm. And then they put it on television. Um, so this is kind of like a, uh, you know, it had a, it had a significant effect on pop culture. Um, yeah. we don't, I, you, I didn't realize it until learning about it later, but, um, and I can't speak to the theme song, but it sounds right. like it's just mm-hmm. a lot of Martin. Um, it's, just, it's, it's literally all, just it's going, going all it is. my end, like that's it, <laughs> that's, that's,
3: that's it. it. And then some good, a good beat behind <laughs> it. It did. Uh, do you remember any of,
1: any of the, the pop culture words? Just out of curiosity, uh,
2: I remember Nae, um was um, talk to the hand. Oh, okay, that sounds about right. I think that may have, and that kind of surprised me. But I think I think that was one. I was trying to remember another one too. Um, there were several. On that list um of course this is, I think probably my research coming from Wikipedia which is a very reliable source <laughs> oh yeah um, <laughs> yes after I get done editing it then it is <laughs> um, but it's uh it uh yeah there was a lot to it and also did it, did they shoot that show in Detroit or was it just they because um, that would have been pretty incredible too or impossible to do but I, I know that it was <laughs> set in Detroit which was right. even if you know it was a little uh, unusual I think for some sitcoms to be Alright. We finally did it. Yep.
1: Um my number one has not been mentioned.
2: I think my number one has I not think been we've mentioned. We've all got the same one. I, but, I think so too. Yeah, and it's diamonds. So do we want it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That was honestly that kind of made my initial list because it starts off all scary, cute, and the boom, boom, and then it goes bump, 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 bump. It's cute. It's like it's like it's a kitschy kind of thing. I love it. Yeah, dinosaurs. My number one. All
1: right. Do we want to do some honorable mentions then? Because I think I'm pretty confident in us having all the same number one.
3: Yeah. Okay. Adam, uh, I, I want to throw, uh, throw out actually, most of mine were already mentioned between uh, some of the ones that y'all said, but I'm going to throw out uh, that 70s show. It was just them singing in a car, but it was a good song mm-hmm. that they had going. Um, and then one that, uh, uh, John, we talked about when we talked about the show, it was like a, it's a classical piece of music, but I I just think it fit really well is Wings. Yeah. Uh,
1: a couple I'll mention. Uh, some of, most of mine have actually already been mentioned. Um, the one for News Radio was okay. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't going to make my top 10, but it was enough to kind of get a mention. And one that kind of surprised me a little bit was the theme song from the show Rock. I don't know if you remember that.
3: What R- is that show? Rock, R-O-C.
1: Um, oh my mm. gosh, I cannot remember his name. I feel bad about it. Uh, he is the guy who is the groundskeeper in the movie Rudy. Uh, he also played the preacher in Alien 3, and I should know his oh, name. Oh,
3: oh, oh, yes. Um uh, Dutton Charles Charles, yeah, Dutton. Charles Dutton Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, that yeah. was
1: his show. Um, and he
3: had kind of a fun, just kind of a little catchy theme
1: song oh. in the front. I was as I was I listening to that stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I'll you know, know that's that one to mention." So, okay. uh, Matt, do you have any any other kind of honorable mention ones you want to?
2: The only other one I have written down here is is is, is seriously dinosaurs. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll give that an Which honorable one? mention there. That will okay. get yeah. struck out the last second here, but. Uh but it is I just remember the the beat to it because the, oh, yeah. the, 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 yeah. there's no words um and it's like they ripped it off from like a carnival somewhere um yeah, they spent too much time trying to figure out how they're gonna get live action, get real dinosaurs you can't you can't tell me otherwise uh as a kid, I still believe <laughs> um but yeah that, uh, that's uh that great it gets in your head,
1: yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. all right uh do we wanna try and like three two one this or? Sure, yeah, I mean, let's do we can do try that. that. So how, how about, uh, this is going to be weird if it doesn't turn out that we all have the same number one. <laughs> but it's fine. It'll make for a funny podcast. So I'll count down three. Ellen,
3: episode two, six. Three, <laughs> three
1: oh. I'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll all say the name of our number one. Here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince, Prince of Bel-Air. Air. Yep. Absolutely. Yep,
0: now this is a story all about Got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxin', relaxing, all cool and all shootin' some B ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said, Fresh, and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it, yo, home's the Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the "You're home, smell you later, looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Who
1: in the fucking world doesn't know that theme song <laughs> and can't yeah. sing along with it? I mean, oh you don't even you don't even need more than three notes. And and not even of the song, you just need the beat. De, 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 yep. You need that little tambourine sound, and that's it. And immediately, you're like, oh, I know exactly where we're going. I know what the song is. I don't even need you. I can sing it by
2: myself. Boom. 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 This is, yep, yeah, just right there. You got me. Um, yep. Yeah. What was great about this is that, like, we, or at least in my world, like, we knew the theme song, knew every single word to it. I don't think mm-hmm. that, and I and I grew up listening. I remember, like, Will Smith dropping that. Millennium CD like I remember like mm. with with getting Jiggy with it in Miami that was my introduction to like uh, Will Smith rapping so he had I believe it was the Will Will yes. <laughs> yeah, is, is Millennium. Millennium. Willennium um, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and I think later on scholars will agree that this is this is the Willennium will we will we'll, yeah yeah history books will reflect, yes. reflect that um I think uh like so I didn't know about the earlier stuff with like DJ Jazzy Jeff and I did not know there was a full song for this, like three minutes long, with, like, another, uh, like, um, more words to the song. And uh, mm-hmm. until, like, I, I guess you get to, like, the point where you have internet, you can stream, and you're like, oh, let's listen to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then it gets to, like, the second verse, and you're like, hold on, didn't know there was, there was more to this. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, what a, what a great one that everyone knows the words to permanently in our brains yeah. and just a great show still this would this was yeah. like uh, i'd say this was like number two on my like greatest 90s sitcoms because it's yeah. still very much like culturally relevant now memes mm-hmm. um you mm-hmm. can ask anybody like which and viv is your favorite even if they don't <laughs> yeah. even if they never watched the show they'll still know what show you're talking about
3: well, oh, yeah. I had an Aunt Viv I wanted to fuck, and an Aunt Viv I wanted to be my mom. They're they're, they're two different ones. Sorry, that's not, That's terrible. I'm a terrible person. I apologize. We can cut that.
1: Oh, that shit's <laughs> staying the... in. That shit is no, staying in. No, cut it.
3: So that song actually uh, hit the charts in Spain and the Netherlands. It hit number not number two uh, on the Spain charts and number four in the Netherlands. I thought that was kind of But it hit number one in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is one of those iconic theme songs that I think for our generation, you just you can start singing it, and then everyone will follow up. It to me like like a reading rainbow kind of thing yeah. where you just get it started, and yeah, the rest of the crowd will fill it. I out.
1: remember, I remember, you're if you could sing this whole thing, like right right when the show kind of came out, that was like the biggest playground flex for kids yeah. of my age, like right when they because that was a probably about I don't know when does show come out. 90, uh, 1990. 90. Yeah. So I was like 10. So like end end of my elementary career into middle school. If you could actually sing the whole thing, that was like the coolest thing in the world.
3: Yeah, obviously sung by Will Smith and and some music by DJ Jazzy Jeff. But uh, the actual the the music for the song was written by Quincy Jones, which is iconic music legend right yeah. there. I think he was a producer um, on the show though. He yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and overall, we kind of mentioned what like the. Um, like the Gilligan's Island idea mm-hmm. of like you're telling the entire uh, exposition every time, but they do it so well. It's so catchy that you, I love it. I absolutely love that you kind of get yourself caught up and you can just watch, you know, you know, you never seen the show at all. You come in, you know exactly what's happening because you've you've seen the theme song that
2: gets you set up for the show. Oh, perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I shoot a pilot. It did all the work for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, yeah, just play that song for like, so that's the show when you're trying to pitch it to executives. And so like, "Yeah, yeah I think uh, that's it. But yeah, no. What a what a great one. I'm um, um, oh, sorry, I thought I lost no, you for a no, second. No, Things got real quiet. No, no, no. Um, I thought
1: we we I thought you were continuing a thought, so I was waiting.
2: No, I'm playing through the song in my mind. License plate, okay. fresh uh-huh. dice in the mirror. It's a, also that's a a long ass cab ride from um, yeah, Philadelphia is. to um, to to California, Burbank, right? Burbank, wherever. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. try not trying to learn the geography of California. It's not important to me. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. California yeah, burn. Whatever. It's all the same. It's all California. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I never really thought about that until now, that cab drive. Someone, surely on the internet, somebody has figured out how much that would have cost Will Smith <laughs> in 1990 to drive cross country. Yeah.
1: I wonder if you could go on Uber and just plot it in
3: and see how much that would yeah. cost. Adam, you lived in LA. Where is Bel Air? Uh, Bel Air is on the west side, just kind of north of Beverly Hills. Okay. Is where it's at, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, there's Santa Monica, uh, Westwood, so if you're going from, like, the beach to a little bit closer to town, you'll hit Santa Monica, Westwood, um, Beverly Hills, and Bel Air is kind of, like, just north of that area.
1: Okay. I yep. still really have no reference of where anything is in LA. A- it may not help anybody. I've been to LA <laughs> several times. I still don't know where the fuck anything is. Uh, yeah. And thank God, uh, by the time I was old enough to get to LA, GPS had been
3: roughly invented, because I don't know if I could ever have uh, navigated my way through that town with yeah. just a map well i can tell you it's better than like atlanta at least it was built mostly on a grid and so if you miss a turn you could take a right and then another right and get back to where you needed to atlanta is just it's nothing but curves i can't stand it you have to literally memorize what street you know like anywhere outside of atlanta what street hits another street because they're, they're never straight i can't stand that
1: i do like me some curves
2: anyway <laughs> that's a great bragging point like for me here in alabama is i'll tell people i drove through atlanta before gps uh, and get to my destination that day. Um, that's that's big, that's big bragging rights for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I do remember one time, uh, pr- this was pre-GPS, uh, I had to drive down to Atlanta for a rehearsal, and then I uh, I got lost trying to get out, and I found a cop pulled off from the side of the road, so I pulled next to him, and I "He's like, hey, man, how do I get to the highway? He goes, you need to do this, this, and this, and you need to get there fast. You shouldn't be in this neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to get the fuck out. so all right uh i think we came up with some pretty pretty cool lists uh i was actually kind of dreading this one a little bit i was afraid that i wasn't going to come up with anything good but i think overall i thought my list was okay i think overall everyone's list was solid so uh before we go matt give us another plug let us know where people can find you um anything else that you got going on
2: yeah, you can. Uh, well, the the day job it's a southern thing. You can you can find us everywhere on every social media platform that exists in the world. Uh, you can follow me on pretty much those same places. Just search for uh, Matt Mitchell and look for my face, or just A L Ostrich uh, is the handle, and that's on every single platform too. Um, and look for our cover of the Ellen theme song dropping sometime before the end of the year. <laughs> That's going to be so good.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, that was our top 10 90s sitcom theme songs. Please join us next time as we are joined by Tammy from the We Scottish Last YouTube channel for our Halloween movie episode to discuss the 1975 film Rocky Horror Picture Show, talk about the 90s anime Dragon Ball Z, and recast Rocky Horror using actors of today.